The Powerless Power Play. It's the Buds! Coming here to talk to you about the Buds, the Boys, the Beauties, the Maple Leafs. We're here with episode 21, and we got three games on the docket for you today. And unlike last week, where we, you know, we were all very chipper celebrating our wins, but now we're uh, mourning our losses. We have three games here, all of which ended up in the L column, and that's just never good, never good. And and you know what? It, it all started with the game against the Flames. A weird one at that because of the whole David Riddick situation, which we touched on last week. But, yeah, how, how do you think he played? We'll, we'll start there. How, how do you think David Riddick played? That is your wish that we never heard of played. At least just played like trash around him. I mean, he made, made some big saves. Goals that we never run in on weren't really his fault. He only let in three goals. I can't see a place where that's his fault. No, I mean, the first goal, I mean, it was just bad D. You left a guy wide open in front, and, and well, anybody who's played hockey knows how that ends. Um, You know, Hyman at least had a great game. You know, he, he kind of made up for a lot of the lackluster defensive performances. Sad panda. I'm just thinking of Hyman and sad things. Not speak of that yet. <laughs> We're looking at the positive Zach Hyman. Yay, Zach Hyman. <laughs> <laughs> Where, you know... He's hustling and, and giving his all and uh, getting chances and making doing Zach Hyman things. Doing Zach Hyman things. Exactly that. Yeah, but like 0 oh, 2 oh on the power play again. Like, uh, how is a team with this talent so bad at scoring when you have a man advantage? Okay, so, you know, I. Since the name of this episode is the Powerless Power Play, we're going to dive into the power play in each game. So, this first one. Obviously, no good because you go fucking zero for two, and uh, if you're going zero for two, then that's just uh, just the worst because you know you're getting literally nothing out of your penal uh, your power play. But that seems to be the theme of uh, the buds lately. Is just you know oh we're we're a highly touted team and you know we're cup favorites and we're battling for the top spot in the league. And we cannot, for the life of us, score on our power play. I mean, like, go over two, over four, one for four. We're literally two for, like, 47 in the last, like, 13, 15 games, whatever the fuck it is. That is horrendous. Horrendous. And we have three short-handed goals against in that time. Yeah. We haven't even broken even. And we're still top 10 in the league in power play percentage. Which just shows how ridiculously good our power play was before. And now we're doing whatever the fuck this is now. I, I don't understand it. Like, who's in charge of the power play on the bench? Manny Malhotra is in charge of the power play. Well, you think he's got to be fucking embarrassed because this has been a joke. I hope so. And I hope that Keith steps in because this 
This feels like the opposite of keep. This feels more like Babcock territory where they keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And guess what? The the other teams in the league figure it out. That that's that's what it feels like to me is they've just kept trying the same thing over and over and over every single power play and because it worked at the beginning of the, of the season and now it's not working. See that it doesn't feel like that to me. If I feel like if that was the issue, there would be less of a problem. That's an easier fix. I think the problem is much deeper and much scarier than that. Don't scare me like that. What are you thinking? That is entirely in their head. Entirely in their head. Look at the mistakes that are made. They're just, just they're just dumb. The passes that they just choose to make, the the plays they choose to, the, the, they decide to go with, it, that's not coaching. It's, the coach can only give you the structure to work within. The players still have to make the fucking decisions on the ice, and the decisions they're making just lack any sense of confidence. Anything they do, they're like second guessing themselves, and and the puck is taking forever to get there, or like they'll they'll like do it a second too late or a second too early, and it won't it'll miss the guy and go for whatever. Like it's. It's just unorganized, absolute garbage. And I would love to be able to just throw the blame at a coach and be like, it's all his fault. But Trib, this is on the players. You have all that fucking talent, and you have a man advantage, and you can't score fucking a, a one goal and six chances of, in, you know, in, two game, you know, in the first two games this week? Are you kidding me? And that's the difference in the game. You lost 3-2 to the Flames. They went 1-for-2 in the power play. You lost 5-2 to the Jets. They went 2-for-3 in the power play. You can even go back to the fucking Montreal game. You went 0-for-2 on the power play. They went 1-for-2. That's the difference in the game. Yeah. Like it's, it's just becoming a ridiculous trend that we happened to get away with shit for that ridiculous run we were on where we couldn't score a power play goal. We just somehow kept winning. It was bound to catch up with us. And now it has, and is not going away. And it's only to get more magnified as we get closer and closer, and then into the playoffs. If you don't have a competent power play, I'm terrified. You're fucked. If we are going into the playoffs with our power play troubles as they are, it's horrifying. Because it's all in their fucking head. It's all in their head. That game against game against the Flames wasn't a good game. No, it was really bad. In fact. It was a boring game. As a whole. I think that's just the Daryl Sutter effect. But, like, fuck him. He just, you know, he coaches boring-ass teams. But what can you do? You could, you know, make more crisp passes. You could not do stupid backhands in your own zone. You could not lose foot races when you're the last man back. You know, there's lots of things they could do that has nothing to do with the other fucking team. Like, we're lucky that the fucking Jets lost last night. Now we go and fucking poop our fucking game, game in hand out the window. Poop. We literally pooped our game in hand out of the out the window. Because you're like, hey, what, what the fuck does it matter? We have a three-point advantage with the game in hand. Nah, nah, let's just give that right back by losing to a fucking team that just came off of a fucking COVID like the COVID variant for a month. They haven't played since mid-March, and you just lost to them. We'll get there. We're not, we're not quite there yet. Um, 
Let's focus on the bright side. Kerfoot with an absolute snipe. <laughs> Yay, Kerfoot doing Kerfoot things. Well, it's nice to see him doing Kerfoot things. I know. I just... He's got seven goals. I, I, I wish he was there more often. I mean, but, but you did you kind of nail it where the power play, you know, it's just been hot garbage and they just keep making passes to nobody and there's just no real decision making with the puck. And it's so evident. They seem so, but I think you nailed it by saying that confidence is, is the, the name of the game here. They're not doing anything with a purpose. Yeah. It's just like, this is what the coach told me to do. I got to make sure I find a way to do it versus this is the play that's there. I'm going to make it. And there's a big fucking difference. Like structure is there to fall back on when there's no other options, not to control everything you do in your entire structure of the game. Like we have some of the most creative players in the league and they're not using any of their creativity on the fucking power play. And then when they try to use their creativity, they just do stupid shit. Like here, let me just drop past this puck to no one. But that seems to be happening all the time on the power play is these reckless passes to nobody where it's like, oh, well, somebody should, Mary's. Yeah, well, oh, well, somebody should be there. It's like, why are you assuming? Be fucking sure of where you're passing. Oh, my God. Especially the, I, in the power play. Especially in those games against the Flames and the Jets. Like, the amount of times they just drop those pucks. At, like, they would drop a puck back to the blue line when there's no one there. They just are making the assumption that the, the the person, the point is there. Instead of, you know, having a look, using your fucking eyeballs, like they're there on your head for a reason, you know, and you can't just move off of instinct, and that's what they've been just trying to do, and it, it drives me insane. How piss poor their fucking power play has been. They stand still. They don't make smart plays. They don't make smart shots. They pass when they should shoot. They shoot when they should pass. They pass to nobody. They miss the net when they shoot. Like, there's just there's just no positives. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, so this, this Calgary game, it eventually went on to OT. And <laughs> I mean, I, I've got some pretty harsh criticisms when it comes to this OT period. Did you want to start it off? If you no, you know, go for it. Harsh it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we won possession. Like, that's the biggest thing with uh, three on three. And w- so we win possession, and we try to center it to Mitchie. And Mitchie, f- for the life of me, I don't know why, but he tries to, like, kind of split the D between their two guys and ends up getting a weak-ass shot, which... Any weak ass shot in, in, in three out three overtime is a turnover. So all of a sudden they gather up and they send it up ice, and Mitchie's caught now. And they come down and get a two on one, leading to basically a breakaway. And uh, they score. So, but yeah, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get why. You try to force your way through two guys just to get a weak shot when you're playing three on three. I, I think the mindset needs to change. I mean, sure, that would have been okay on five on five, but three on three, that that can't fly. And you need to set up the play on three on three because you have the time and space to do so. Yeah, but I think like what they're doing on three on three is it's the same as the power play. 
It's the same issue. Where they almost have too much time and they're getting in their own heads. Exactly. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that as our power plays started to falter, our overtime winning percentage has also faltered. Did you not notice that when we were at the beginning of the year, when the power play was buzzing, we were also winning every single game that went to overtime? Or a majority of them? But something, now, something changed with that, you know? Yeah, Matthews got injured. That's what changed. Matthews fucked up his wrist, and ever since then, they made they were started shifting things around, and it has never been the same since. No, because that's the thing. The the three on three used to be flawless. Where if we got possession, we would go in and we take that extra second to put it back to the point and set something up, and then usually do a one timer scores. And that's kind of that's how we were winning those three uh, three on threes. But now, like. I don't know. Just forcing it up the middle is never a good decision in, in three on three. But the first of those not a good decision in anything, and they at least have been doing it countless times. The fucking backhands up the middle, and I don't know. It just like the the decision making has been atrocious over the last month. Yeah, it's it, it's been like tough. like you can go back to that game against Montreal where we won five three. That wasn't a good game. The Leafs did not play well. They haven't played well for a while. Yeah, just sad. Like we saw this 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 downfall coming. Like it started with Montreal, the five three win. Then it went into Ottawa, we fucking scraped by, winning six five, and it's been all downhill from there. Lost to Montreal, lost to Calgary, lost to the Jets. Now lost to the Canucks. We literally almost lost to every team in the division. Well, we have lost every in team a row. In other than the Oilers, who we won't play again because we've already dominated them all season. Which makes no sense because the Oilers go out and beat everyone else, but we fucking dominate the Oilers. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, they shit. Like we're now three and three. They like, shit on the Senators, but we always struggle against the Senators. They are, they went literally nine and zero against the Senators this year. That's wild. Like uh, the Senators team that like scares the bejesus out of every other team. Just got absolutely shit on by the Oilers this year. Like, I'm pretty sure Drysdale and McDavid both put up, like, 20-plus points against them this season. 20-plus <laughs> points in nine games against them. It's like, no, one, no wonder they're both so high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you take away their their points against the, the, the Senators, and I wonder where they're sitting in the league leaders. Like, <laughs> Okay, so we're going to move on to the game against the Jets. And as if... The power play could get worse. It's funny. Like, <laughs> it got it, worse. It got so much worse. <laughs> if you take away McDavid and Drysaddle's points against the the Senators this season, they aren't even in the top ten, <laughs> which is crazy. But like you know, they can only play the people that are in front of them. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, it did get a whole lot worse. And then exemplified by the fact that the other team also scored two power play goals. Yeah. Uh, on three power play, we went 0 for 4. 0 for 4! Including a 5 on 3. For fuck's sakes, how do you not score on a 5 on 3? It's like... We haven't scored our last two 5 on 3s. I mean, given, yeah, sure, we're missing Matthews, but it shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't matter. Indylander. Still, it shouldn't matter. Like we're good enough, a good enough hockey team that that shouldn't matter that much when it comes to a power play. I agree. 
And certainly when you get four of them, for fuck's sakes. It's probably the most we've gotten all year. <laughs> It, it, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't have words anymore. I don't, I don't understand. I understand how the Leafs could just like find their way to claw their way back into games, and then just shit them away. Okay, but can we talk about this Chucky goal? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> or oh my god! What a beauty! Absolute or, beauty! But apparently, or was it? No, what do we know? Or was it? Yes, it was. It, it, the fucking it absolutely. Oh my was. god! Everyone and their fucking grandma knew there was a fucking goal, <laughs> like except for the referees. Apparently, what the hell? It was literally the most clear goal. Everyone celebrating. The fact that it played on for another like thirty seconds. More than that, it went on for like another minute and a half. It was ridiculous! <laughs> it was like insane. it took you guys that long to realize that went in. Like it was so clearly a goal. The it funniest was... thing though was the camera angle that showed Chucky's face, like as he's skating away. He's like. That was in, and I know it <laughs> was. Just looked so confused. Like I almost wish that Chucky had just done what Maddie did tonight and just be like, "That's that's a goal. That that was a goal. <laughs> that went in. That went in the net. I saw it. Go look at it. It that's was that was a goal. If you score a goal nine times out of ten, you're gonna be the first one to know it. Yeah, like there's very few times in hockey where you score a goal and you don't know you scored the goal. It happens. Yeah, I've, I've scored a couple I, I, that yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, but it <laughs> happens. But most of the time, if you score a goal, you know you scored a goal. You probably know him better than the ref did. Because refs are refs. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. We've dug into that enough. It's not good. But that was a rough first period from Jack Campbell. Yeah, that was a yikes moment for Jack Campbell. He's had a, a rough go of late. Honestly, the fatigue is kicking in for him. Oh, man, that's not good. I know it's not good, but here's the thing. It's like everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, make Campbell the starter. It's like this. This is why Campbell is not the starter. I said this weeks ago, bro. Like, it, it's it's not a fucking mystery. Everybody's like, oh, ride the hot goalie. Yeah, I agree. Ride the hot goalie, but don't ride him into the fucking ground. Because that's exactly what's happened with Jack Campbell. Yeah. We, we've ridden him into the ground. It's amazing that he set the NHL record for wins to start a season. It's amazing that he, he passed Felix Potvin for the franchise record as well. But at the end of the day, the guy's not cut out to play this many games. And he was already battling through injuries before he went on this run. So for all those knocking Freddie Anderson, we could use some fucking Freddie Anderson about now. And I don't know how they get him back under the lineup. We were talking about this the other day. Like, I I get that we have Brandon Pridham, who's a you know a cap genius, but I have no idea how you can get Freddie some games in before the end of the season. I don't know how it's possible. I don't know how you can manage to get him off LTIR with that five million dollar cap hit. But I don't know what kind of hooligan ridiculousness you got to pull on that cap to, to do it I, I just don't i don't see how it's possible there's, there's not enough things that you can just bury in order to do that there's not enough money. i just not i just don't know how, i don't think it's possible and then if that's the case that means you're stuck with you're stuck with campbell and and riddish for the rest of the season and then if and then if you can put freddie in for the playoffs, but like then you're putting in a cold Freddy who hasn't played since early March into playoffs. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's a scary situation, man. Like 
at least have all these aspirations, but the further and deeper we're getting into the season, the just there's I don't know. The game's just starting to feel like they did last year. And that's not good. What do you mean? Where like you just didn't have the confidence they were just gonna pull it out. Like at the beginning of this year, when the Leafs had a two one lead going into the third period, I had all the confidence in the world they were gonna win that game. And I no longer have that. I no longer feel that they're just going to shut it down and hold it together. And that is a horrifying feeling. Because it, it sure it might be just my old leafness coming out, but they haven't done anything to deter that feeling, especially in the last couple of weeks. Like sure, you went on a great great long run, it was great, but now you've shit the bed against the teams that you're more most likely going to end up playing in the first couple rounds of the playoffs. We lost to Montreal, who could be our first round opponent. We lost to the Jets who could end up being our second-round opponent. And then we lost to the Canucks, who are not even going to be a playoff team. If that's not red alert, ring the sirens, I don't know what is. Well, man. And so I really hope that when they bring Nick Foligno in, it's some sort of fucking energy. I, I think Nick Foligno will bring a lot of energy. I mean, that's kind of what he does. Well, yeah, but now we have Zach Hyman gone too. Like now he's just filling the fucking void that is Zach Hyman. At least we have somebody now to fill. I that guess, void. but like, dude, like I, I fucking hope that he's not really injured, man. And if he is, like, fucking Nicky, uh, what was his name, Alex Edler, better get fucking suspended because, like, <sighs> that's such a dirty play. Yeah, it was, but we'll get into that. You know what? I think the biggest issue right now for the Leafs. Has been getting consistent goaltending. Where no, I don't agree with that. Because I don't think you could blame the Winnipeg. I think you could blame the only the Winnipeg game. <laughs> yeah, the Winnipeg game. I think Winnipeg sure. is the only game. But then even then, Jack Campbell played bad. You can't blame Dave Riddish for the way he played the rest of that no, game. I, no, I know. He can't. played great. And I don't blame Riddish for the game he played against Calgary. And as much as the game against Vancouver, the, the last goal was a bad goal. The Leafs didn't play well tonight. So, like, I don't think consistent goaltending has anything to do with it. It's the Leafs need to capitalize on their chances well, on the power there's play. there's a few things. And they need to stop giving up on man rushes. Like, even the goals that Jack Campbell gave up against the, the, the Jets, one was a breakaway, the other one was a two-on-one, and one was a bad goal. So you have one bad goal and two other goals that he didn't have chances on, and they just happen to have all in quick succession. That's not a goaltending problem. That's a defense problem. Well, it's been a healthy combination of the two because I've seen bad defensive play. Like, for example, the the game that Riddick played against Cal- Calgary, I think that was bad defense. I don't think that was a goaltending issue because he was basically hung out to dry on the goals. Oh, Except yeah. for one. Which one was that? Which was the, the... There was a Mitch Marner, or maybe that was the Jets one, where, where he came in for the Jets. No, I was wrong. Where he came in for the Jets, and Mitchie... Kind of brought it into our own end. That is Mitch Marner's fault. That is not a Dave Riddick's fault. Well, here's the funny thing. It's like, I, I absolutely agree. It was a Mitch Marner error where he, first of all, lost the puck in the offensive zone, chased it down, and had a Tried to do zone. a cross-ice pass to, to Muzzin. But he brought it into our own zone first. Yeah. Then tried to do a cross-ice pass to Muzzin in our zone. 
fluffed it, lost the puck, and they went and scored. Yeah. But here's the other thing is at that same time, Riddick had gotten up on like he had two hands on the stick like he was gonna play that. Yeah, because he was under the impression as being only on the team for two days that Mitchie was gonna try and pass him the puck so he could move the puck out. Like that as a his as, that play should never happen. And the if you're gonna try and blame the goalie in that circumstance when it should never have even gotten to him in the first place is ridiculous. Well, I'm not... All Mitchie had to do was reverse that play up the boards. It's out of the zone, and there's no no harm, no foul. Most of the blame is on Mitchie on that one. No, no. I, I All just... the blame is on Mitchie for that one. There's no blame on the goalie there. Anyone who tries to blame the goalie there is just trying to blame goalies. That, 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 that play is entirely on Mitch Marner, and he needs to own that. And the sad part is that David Riddick actually took ownership for it in the, the postgame press conference, which I think is complete horseshit. That, that is a play that Mitch Marner should know. Your last man back, you don't backhand it into the front of your own fucking net. Period. End of story. That needs to go off the boards and out, or behind the net. You do not go in front of your net. Period. Ever. Especially when you're last man back. Especially when you know you have a guy chasing you down who's as good as Nick Ehlers. So, like, to, to try and blame Dave Riddish for that is absolutely absurd. And it is entirely Mitch Marner's fault. So I will counter you again that there's no chance that this has anything to do with goaltending this whole time. This is entirely Leafs not performing to their potential. Well, I mean, those first three goals definitely had to do with goaltending. No, they didn't. One was a breakaway. One was a one, one, two on one. Only one of them was actually Campbell's fault. How can you fault Campbell on getting deked out by fucking Mark Shifley on a breakaway? I don't know, man. Three goals and seven shots. That's <laughs> this is why this is why save percentage is not as good a stat as people like to think. Because you look at that and be like, oh yeah, he led three goals and seven shots. But what were those seven shots? I get that, but sometimes you just need to make a save after letting in a goal. Dude, like that's that's you can't allow a breakaway after you just allowed a goal. How is that the goalie's fault? It's not the goalie's fault that you guys can't stop a breakaway from happening against literally their best player. That's like saying, oh yeah, let's give Austin Matthews a breakaway and he scores and then blame Hellebuck for letting it in. That doesn't make any sense. You don't give the best player on the other team a breakaway and then blame the goalie. That's not, that's not a thing. Did Jack Campbell play well that game? No. Was he the problem in that game? Absolutely not. The Leafs didn't play well. Period. No, well, they haven't played well at all. Really. Um, especially one that stood out to me is Jake Muzzin. Oh, my God. Ugh. He's been absolute dog shit for the last fucking couple weeks. Yeah, it, it's been really bad. Like, it, it seems like he's got his head screwed on backwards out there. He might have spent too much time with Martin Marinson because... He's looked so bad. Don't insult him like that. I'm going to insult him like that because when he has the puck, he terrifies me like Mitch Martin Marinson does. Mitch Martin Marinson? I was <laughs> shut up. <laughs> when he has the puck, he has just been making really dumb decisions or just fucking miscuing altogether. The only times he's like going to make a pass and just fucking loses it. 
Like, it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And then there's Zach Bogosian who gets all the fucking chances in the world, and this guy just somehow dekes himself out every time he has a chance. It's astounding how he gets these wide open, glorious opportunities and somehow manages to not even get a shot most of the time. Like, how do you do that? I don't get it. He's a defenseman as well, right? So it's like, what are the odds? <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's, I'm just so, I'm losing my faith game after game here. And we have no opportunity to change things now. Everything is locked in. And there's, and there's just more and more holes that I'm seeing. Well, the good news is that reinforcements are on the way. Like I'm, I'm at a point where like you need to sit Travis Dermott and give Sandine a shot. Like all this bullshit. Ben is like, Hutton is. I could give a fuck about Ben Hutton. He's a nobody. I would ra- much rather see Rasmus Sandine in there than Ben Hutton. I, 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 that's no shot at Zach Ben Hutton, but I just don't know who you are. I don't care. He's played more NHL games than. But Sandine. that's not fucking Sandine's fault. He's played one game and has one point. Yeah. He played seven minutes. And then you sent him to the Marlies to break his fucking foot. How is that his fault? Like, give the fucking kid a chance. Like, it's... We're, we're, we're giving all these forwards all these chances. And we just have refused to rotate the defenseman in at all. Yeah, Dermot has been playing pretty rough. He hasn't had a good game in like a month. Yikes. I don't know. It, it, there's just so many... The positives are not no longer outweighing the negatives in what's happening over these last few games. Yeah, the, it's it's been all, all bad. It's making me very nervous. Well, hey, at least uh, John Tavares is, you know, being John okay. Tavares. Yeah, but like, I feel like he scores goals in games where it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like it matters in the moment, but doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Like, like I wonder how many of the game, how many of our losses has John Tavares scored in. That'd be a really interesting stat to look up because I feel like he's scored in like most of our losses. It was like, yay, you, you showed up, but like it didn't end up meaning anything. Yeah. But on the bright side, Nick Robertson got a point, which is great. And he's looked really nice next to Tavares and Elander. And I don't understand why they started benching him later in the night night or McKayev like, yeah, Mikheyev's been kind of underwhelming. Like, Mikheyev is the fucking Bogosian of forwards where, like, he just gets all the chances in the world and cannot manage to put the puck in the net. Nice. I mean, and then, you know, we can always talk about the fucking power play just struggling again and again and again. Just trying way too hard to get the perfect goal rather than, you know, just putting the puck in the net. Yeah, I feel like at this point we're just like being a dead horse at this power play thing. Like, there's not much else that can be said that it's literally been the worst power play in the league for well over a month. It's awful. You know what? I, I 
one thing I gotta say about the the power play is Jumbo just cannot be on there anymore. I like he's too slow for it, and I think it's contributing to the lackadaisical nature of the power play. And a lot of the issue is they're just standing still and not moving around. And I think having Jumbo there is just something that's leaning. It's pushing you towards the wrong direction. And don't get me wrong, I love Jumbo. I love what he brings. But you gotta it when the power play's struggling like this and, and you desperately need movement, Jumbo is not the answer for movement. He's the answer for making a pass. We have no pro well, I guess I, I won't I, I won't say we have no problem making a pass because we do. But fuck, we gotta move. We haven't been moving and that's I think that's the reason we haven't been able to make a pass. So like I I subtly disagree with you. Because like I think part of the problem is they were trying so hard for so long to try and force either Simmons or Thornton or both onto the first power play unit. And both are too slow to keep up with the big boys. So I didn't, I never for the life of me understood why we didn't overload the power play like we did tonight. And lo and behold, they get a goal. Weird. Yeah, I don't know if that's something to celebrate about. Though. They got a goal. And as far as we, the fact that we had had were one for forty two or whatever fucking was going into this game, I'll take a fucking goal. The fact that it took a five minute major and at this point I don't care if they got a fucking goal. But the simple fact is they loaded up the big boys and they put the old men all together. And even though the second unit didn't score, they actually looked. A lot better than the first unit in a lot of circumstances because they were all the same speed. It didn't make sense to have Thornton and Simmons on one power play and then putting Tavares and Nylander on the uh, on in their place on the second unit. It didn't make any sense. Like, put the people who play similarly together. Yeah, and then you could have your seniors aligned. Exactly. This is why, like, my second... Simmons, Spezza, and Thornton. My se- yeah, exactly. That's my second unit. My second unit is Simmons, Spezza, Thornton, Galchenyuk, and Brody. I don't know why they keep putting Muzzin out there, because Muzzin's been hot trash. Honestly, I wouldn't have him on the power play at all. Who? Muzzin. No, that's what I'm saying. I would be removing him and putting Brody there instead. Yeah, Bro- I think Brody has, like... I don't think a lot of Leaf fans realize this, but Brody has a really big slap shot. But he also makes fantastic passes. That that as well, which is the more important part as far as being a quarterback on a power play. He makes smart decisions with the puck, which I cannot say the same about Muzzin or the last. No, few he, he hasn't seemed himself. Like he's just been off. Like ever since he broke his face, he has not been smart making smart decisions with the puck. I don't know whether he got concussed in that circumstance. Like I don't know what it is. I don't but, know, but it's like, been nonstop, not good. It just just very poor decision making, and I like if it were up to me. My second power play unit would be Jumbo, Spezza, Simmons, Chucky on the point with TJ Brody. First unit is Matthews, Martin, like Tavares, Nylander, Bradley. Riley, yeah. Right? The, the, t- the standard big boys. But, like, you have a, a second unit that a bunch of guys who know how to play on the power play, but they're all of similar speeds. And it would work a lot more effectively together. And the biggest problem with the, that tonight was they had Muzz in there who kept losing the fucking puck or letting the puck out or just making a shitty pass. Yeah, he's he's been a concern. Uh, which which hurts me to say because I'm 
I'm a big Muzz supporter. But uh, moving on to this game against Vancouver. And, um, I mean, at least we got William Nylander back, but Jesus. He didn't miss a step. No, he, he came back he and scored his first a... shot on goal. And then assisted on the Matthews goal, too. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he fucking, he, he made that power play goal happen. Let's be real. Like, he deked out their defenseman, laid in a little backhand sauce to Matthews, who then obviously did Matthews things and roofed it. Yeah. But, like, those first two goals are entirely orchestrated by William Nylander. Absolutely. And all you fucking haters who are like, oh, yeah, Nylander's overrated. Oh, we don't need him. He's overpaid bum. You guys are all fucking dumb. And I hope you realized tonight how fucking good this guy is and how much we do absolutely need him on this okay. team. But now we'll get into that five-minute major on Alex Edler for the knee on Zach Hyman. And, you know, I was very concerned because Hyman did not look okay. No, he did not. He didn't look like he was putting any weight on it. Like. No, and the fact that he's immediately holding the knee, like, and, and the fact that he's had knee surgery before, it's like, fuck. Yeah, like, I don't know whether it was his bad knee or not, but, like, I only played five minutes and 49 seconds and then gets knocked out. Like, Yeah, maybe we we're missing a little bit of Hyman in those... Uh, Later moments in the game, but oh, there's no doubt about that. But like, you got to score more than one on a five minute major. Yeah, the fact that we scored with like 20 seconds left in a five minute major, it took that long to score a fucking goal. I'm sorry, but uh, the, in hockey, like a five on three and a five minute major should be power plays where you're at the very least scoring one, and at your best, you're scoring two. And on a five, when it's a five-minute major, fuck, maybe three. Because guess what? You can score as many as you want. It's not changing. But they score one, and it took them over four minutes to get it. And they own, and like their first two and a half minutes was garbage. It was abysmal. And like, don't even get me started on their first power play, which just like not even to talk about the five-minute major. The first power play they had was abysmal. It's just so so bad. Oh my god. But that's the other thing. It's like, this is another representation of how bad the power play's been, where it's like, we were one for four, and one of those four was a five-minute major. We just finished going 0 for four, and it took going to the last 20 seconds of a five-minute major to finally get one. That's fucking embarrassing. So the biggest issue here, absolutely, is... The power play. There's no doubt about it. That's you know, hence the fucking name of the episode. It, it's a joke right now. It's it's a power sucker right now. Because it seems every time we don't score on the power play, the boys just come out flat as fuck. And the other team comes out riled up because they're like, oh, fuck these guys. They don't know how to score goals on power plays. Let's go out and get one. And we play these fucking pigeons again on Tuesday. And if we don't come out and, and shit on their chest, fucking stomp them. No, like that. The, the game plan should be shit on their chests. Like the fact that we just lost a point to those fucking morons who who haven't played in a month. They haven't played in a month. We just lost the game to them. It's pretty embarrassing. This it, should have been an easy win. This should have been a stomping. And the fact that it wasn't it was pathetic. And these and our boys better fucking take that to heart. And when it comes to Tuesday night, 
they better come up with a fucking vengeance and absolutely shit on them. I'm talking it like six, seven, eight, nothing stomping. Because that is exactly what this team needs. That's what they should be doing to this team that is out of practice. Rusty is all fuck and genuinely fucking tired. Like they're literally just got off of the, all, basically their whole team dealing with COVID. Like they're literally physically exhausted. You should be taking advantage of that. And if they don't next game, I'm sorry. I've lost all faith. I don't care over in first place. This is the time of the year where you start setting expectations for the playoffs. And this is starting to seem like every other fucking year than they believe. Yeah, I can't dispute that. It's It's been rough so far, but I'm very hopeful that they can turn it around here and, um, you know, finally get one. And, and also, we should talk about that goal that I think it went in. That was a fucking goal. Right, right before the horn. Hope he pulled that out of his net. What bothered me was that the they whole the time. Cam? Yeah, well, that's exactly it. The whole time we're, we're watching this and we're like, Jeez, you know, we're seeing every angle of this except for the one that might actually let us know if it's a fucking goal, which was the net cam. And still, we never saw it. So thank you, Sportsnet, for never showing us what actually happened. Because honestly, I have no idea if that puck actually went in or not. Like, what's the point of having a net cam if you don't ever fucking show us it? Seriously, like, it's there for a reason. We know it's there. Everybody in the world knows it's there. You can see it in the net. And you don't even show us that angle. And like... Mitch Marner is pointing to the puck while it's literally in the net. And then you see when Holpe, he literally purposely hugs his legs to the post and pulls it out gradually. And you can see when he loses his leg, it's on the line. But he clearly pulled it. Like, it, that, that was a goal. It was in the net. Mitch Marner could see it in the net. But the refs don't feel like looking. I mean, I, I don't know. I think Keith should have challenged that. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, like, you take the rest But then again, he must have seen angles that we weren't privy to, apparently. I guess. But it is what it is. I guess we can uh, talk about the the duds or duds this week because of uh, how shitty this week has been. Duds or duds, eh? Nah, we'll do buds or duds, I guess. (laughs) I was going to say, that's... I don't. I mean, it's gonna be real hard to pick a fucking bud for this week, but sure, you can go first. It's okay. Normally, it's hard to pick a dud for the week. So. All right, you can go first. All right. Um. Well, my dud for the week. Oh, I'm I'm torn here. Um. Fuck, I gotta say, Mitch Marner. I mean, I I love the guy, but yeah, like he was single handedly to blame for basically two losses this week. Two out of three, where first you have the, um, well, there was the overtime play against Calgary, Calgary, where you're trying to do like a, a one on two. And then the pigeon play against the Jets. Yeah, where you basically just hand them a goal. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love Mitchie, but man, he's had a rough week from a defensive point of view, especially. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, my dud and be Jake Muzzin. Yep. <laughs> That's who I was torn between. Simple. Not, I, I, I'm not even going to go into depth on why it is. Dude, he's back to back duds. Simply not good enough. Not good enough. Not good enough. 
you are getting paid a significant amount of money on this team. We gave a first round pick for you. You've been great for most of your time here. We expect better. Not good enough. Period. I'm not going into any further that detail. Your bud? <laughs> Jeez, Kian, you're so ruthless. Yeah. But I, I can't I can't disagree. Uh you know what? This this is a tough one. You know, my bud's got to be JT. Do that. I mean, you know, he at least gets it, picks up an assist in the Calgary game, then he picks up a goal in the the Jets game, and then tonight against Vancouver. He picks up two assists. So, I mean, he's getting on the board. And it's nice to see that the captain is trying to lead the way because I know there was a lot of concern around John Tavares and and his play throughout this season. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to see that he's becoming a lot more consistent. And uh, he's getting points. Breaking it up just in time for the playoffs. Exactly. My bud is going to be Chucky. Alex Galchenyuk. Well, he did score again. <laughs> I scored again. He's still been showing up every night, putting the work in, making smart decisions. I liked his play on the... Like, I mean, tonight, like, Spezza should have scored off of a beauty fucking Yeah, that was an unreal feed him. from Chucky. So, like, just, like, making smart choices all over the ice, and I've liked his game. I think he's here to stay as far as that top six role is concerned. And I have enjoyed having him on the team. And I'm still a big proponent that I would love to see him play against the Habs in the first round and score an OT winner because it would just be poetic justice of beauty. Love to see it. Make my life. So Definitely big Chucky fans. And I think... You can't tell me there'd be anything better than a former Habs third overall pick scoring an OT winner against him in the playoffs. I mean, that would that would just be... The greatest, right? <laughs> but and but you know that that storyline aside, he he's he's earned it. Absolutely, so like he's been playing really really well. Um, and, and I think he'll keep it up. And I'm really excited to see what Nick Foligno brings to this lineup because you know hopefully we'll we'll get him soon. And once he clears his quarantine, and I think he's expected to play Thursday. Okay, well you know hopefully you know. We'll we'll see how he fits in. I'm not expecting a whole lot from the first couple of games, just because obviously those are kind of you know adjustment games. But then you know I I'm confident that this guy's going to bring a much needed presence, especially if God forbid if Zach Hyman's injured. We need we need Nick Foligno. Yeah. Well, hopefully, let's all pray Zach Hyman's not seriously injured. Oh my God. How awful that would be. I mean. Oh my god. Why can't get this is what the salary cap has done to me. This is why I had just went, if Zach Hyman actually is injured, we might be able to fit Freddie back on the payroll. <laughs> That's where my fucking head went. That's where my head went. That's what the fucking salary cap has done to me. It's like, oh, this guy's injured, we might be able to fit another guy and your guy back. Like I hate it. I hate it. Fuck you, salary cap. But it's the worst. Um, please don't let Zach Hyman be injured. Let it just be as like a just soreness and take it, leave him up for precautionary and 
Hopefully it's good for Tuesday and we're and even if not, take a day, take a game, chill, come back for Thursday. Like I'm fine with that. Just please don't be serious. Because my God, do we need Zach Hyman? That guy's heart, the heart and soul of this team, and I don't see us being anywhere successful without that guy. So, is what it is. But that's the end of today's episode. Appreciate everyone who made it this far, and don't ever forget, go Leafs, go. <laughs> <laughs>